Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how are you doing? Joe McCall here. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. I'm doing a new series. I'm starting a new series right now that I'm looking forward to. And um, I sent out some emails and some Facebook posts and things like that saying, hey, if you want help, if you want a quick little 20, 30 minute coaching call with yours truly, I'd love to help you. I'd love to answer any questions you might have. If you're stuck on one or two things, you feel like you've got a challenge, you need some help overcoming. I want to do some coaching calls on and release them as uh, podcasts and YouTube videos. And so Michael is our first uh, victim. No, no, guest. That's a better, better, better way to put this. He's been responded to my survey thing, sent me an email. I said, hey, great, let's talk about that. So Michael is the first guy that I'm going to bring him on here. So I'm going to talk about, we're just going to ask him some questions. And listen, we are doing this live right now on YouTube and Facebook. We're releasing it later as an audio podcast. And I know some of you listening to this are going to have maybe better advice that I'm giving, or you're going to have, uh, what about this? Or, you know, don't forget to mention this. So you're, some of you are going to have really good tips or may even have better questions that I should be asking or whatever. So type them in the comments because I can bring them up and I'd love to be able to see your comments. So say hi, say hello, wherever you're watching right now, because I'd love to have your, I'd love to share your thoughts and comments on this podcast as we go through, right? One more thing too. I always want to give away something free on these podcasts. If you want to get my land contract, the same contract that I use to get deals under contract, basically we buy dirt for a thousand bucks, sell it for 8,000 bucks on Facebook. And I do this kind of stuff with my sons. If you want the letter and the contract that we use to send to sellers, go to simplelandcontract.com right now and get it for free. Simplelandcontract.com, get it for free. All right. We ready to get into this? Let's do that. Let's bring Michael Miller on. Michael, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Awesome. So um, tell us real quick about you. Where are you from? Uh, I'm actually in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. Smithfield is more exact. Um, I've only been here for a year. Uh, kind of moved around a lot. Used to be an insurance adjuster. And then I actually did a lot of virtual wholesaling. Uh, a lot of stuff that I learned from you and gathered from online uh, years ago, but kind of got out of it. And I'm looking to get back into it. I've got a family of six and I own a business, a roofing company. And I have the ability now to uh, spend more time and, and money on some things like this to get back into the, the real estate market, which I'm really excited about. So were you, where were you doing deals before? Uh, primarily Central Florida and the Greenville-Spartanburg, South Carolina market. Okay, cool. And how many deals were you averaging a month? That's a good question. I figured you'd ask that. <laughs> I think we did probably anywhere between three to 10 a month. Nice. And why'd you get into roofing? I was an insurance adjuster, so I was on roofs all the time, uh, estimating, talking to insurance companies, you know, uh, determining if there's damage or not. And I wanted to stop traveling because I traveled all the time away from the family. For months at a time, I'd be away from my kids um, and my wife. So I wanted to do something that translated well from the training and experience I had, but could keep me at home and still sleep on my own bed. So decided to get into roofing because it transfers really nicely with what I'd done, you know, for okay. years. Why did you stop wholesaling though? Was the real better income? The mark, uh, uh, yeah, arguably in a lot of cases, uh, it's it's kind of like real estate though. I mean, it's not always consistent. It's not like you get a guaranteed amount of money every month, right? So 
they're both that way. I can make a lot of money in both or no money in both. It, it depends on the time and, you know, certain things take a little longer than others. I would say the reason I got out of it is because deals were just so hard to find. The inventory just got so low. I got burnt out trying to find them. What year? 18, 19, maybe 18 ish, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. What were some of the ways you were working on getting leads before? Successfully, the the 24-hour voicemail postcard approach is very effective. One of the best, you know, postcards I sent out for sure. I was also doing handwritten, you know, yellow letters. And in the beginning, my wife and I were sitting there in the bedroom at night writing them, right? And just stacks of them and spraying them with perfume and all those, all the things you can do to, you know, lumpy mail and all that stuff, right? Trying to sell. You know, I was doing a, I was doing a coaching call today yeah, and I was talking to students about how good these letters work. Mm-hmm. You take a handwritten yellow letter, you crumple it up and then you reopen it and you fold it and you put this in an envelope that double your response rates. Anyway. No way. How still cool. does. Still does. It works really, really well. I would say that was a really good way to do it. And then also surprisingly, um, a couple things that were really helpful were asking the seller, hey, what other properties do you have? Well, because a lot of times they don't even think about it. You're talking about property A and they have several others and they don't even realize you're, you're interested in them. You know, that's an easy way to get more. Um, and then also investors that have a lot of a lot of property. Back then I was seeing a lot of them just had too many and not enough, not enough time to mess with them all. They would offload them to me sometimes. Yeah. So those were the three main ways that I got leads, mainly postcards, though, I'd say. So depending on the market that you were in, there was a, the last four or five years, in-houses specifically, right? Direct mail got really, really hard. So many people started doing it. And it's always been hard, by the way. So yeah, I don't think that I was complaining about competition back in 2007 when I got started kind of doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember people back then complaining about, man, the... Direct yeah. mail used to be a top secret nobody knew about. Now everybody's doing it. Back well, then, there were low response rate. I mean, it's one to two percent a lot of times. You know, well, what happened? Five to ten percent if you get lucky on a certain mail piece or a good list or something. But you know, we, we back in 2016, 2017, well, 2012, for about four years, we were getting really good response rates two, three, five percent, sometimes 10 yeah. percent response rates. Yeah. Then things got really competitive and we started, we were transitioned into a seller's market. So sellers were less responsive. Agreed. Um, so, you know, we got to a point where in our house business, we were getting half to 1% response rate. We were doing really well if we got 1%. I have friends yeah. in California that were ecstatic if they could get half of a percent, half of 1% response rate. Wow. So it's, it's got, it got crazy and direct mail was basically like, it's just not even, not even worth your time for houses. Yeah. In land, we're seeing double, triple those response rates pretty regularly. And we're seeing two, three, four, five percent response rates wow. with wow. our direct mail for vacant land. So and it's always been that way, two to three, four times higher than houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what a lot of people started doing back in 2018, really because these hedge funds started coming in. Right? Oh, yeah. These hedge funds started coming in, gobbling up all these houses, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in marketing way more than any of us uh, normal investors were willing to spend, right? So then they were buying up all the inventory and it became easy to sell houses on the MLS. Sellers were selling them yeah. in, within days, multiple offers above asking price, right? So yeah, all of that compounded into, yeah, I can see why it got hard. 
Yeah, that was why I got out. I was so frustrated with it. It just it wasn't the same anymore. It used to be real easy. You know? What I was going to say though, and I and I, did, I created a course with a guy named Larry Goins from Charlie, and um, he saw that at the same time he transitioned out of the busy big markets into small towns. Mm. And the crazy thing about small towns is direct mail never stopped working there. Direct mail still today works really, really well in the small towns. And so he saw all the hedge funds. I learned this from him. He saw all the hedge funds coming into Charlotte. And so he started going one or two counties out. And then okay. even then the hedge funds, counties, hedge funds started going into those counties. So he went out another further one or two or three counties out. And he's sending direct mail to these little small counties with little small towns in them. And still getting two, three, five percent response rates in some of them, and still doing tons of deals. And he found that it's easier to do deals in the small towns because people are friendlier. Um, you well, get absolutely. discounts. Yeah. And you would think, well, who would want to live in the small towns? But he's still selling these deals very quickly. Bandit signs, putting them in the local newspapers. Yeah. Um, Facebook Marketplace, things like that. So, so not necessarily traditional buyers. It's more probably more retail buyers, wouldn't it? Be? Yeah. The, the yeah. uh, so-and-so down the street who's got their 25-year-old kids still living with them and wanting to get them out of the house. And, you know, there's very, there's a huge inventory problem in some of these small towns. Yes. So he's buying these things. He's not doing anything to fix them up, maybe taking trash out, putting some signs out there, maybe listing them with a realtor and getting, selling them to these local people who want to live there and sometimes selling them for cash. There's a lot of mattress money out there. The other thing he said, well, no, this is, I did a, a lease option deal in a small town in Nebraska with 400 population, 400 mm. people in this small town, right? So guess how many houses are available for sale? Hardly any. Guess how many houses are available for rent that are nice? Hardly any. Found this one guy who's going to jail because he did something really bad, stupid. He was drunk. His wife and daughter have to move out to go live with family. He has to sell this house. He can't. I offered him a lease option because he didn't have yeah. much equity in it, you know? I found a tenant buyer before I even finished signing the paperwork with the seller in this little small town of 400 people. There's a huge demand. So anyway, I'm saying all of that because- Yeah, the supply and demand deal. Yeah. If you decide to get back into housing, I definitely recommend small towns. Rural, small towns. Rural, small towns. Okay. Two or three counties outside of the counties you're in before. Lots of opportunity, very little competition. It's kind of like what we're seeing in land right now. Very little competition, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so what you're not doing any real estate now, is that right? No. Okay. Your target markets are Raleigh, Eastern North Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina. There's tons of really um, good small towns. By the way, I love North Carolina for vacant land. We've done a lot of vacant land deals there. Really? So you don't spend any money on marketing right now? No, I just, I haven't focused on it. And, you know, and that's one thing too. I look back and I did, I did spend some money on marketing, but I should have spent more. I mean, that's definitely one of those things that, Looking back, I felt like in the time that I was there that I was doing like, oh, I'm spending a lot. I'm spending a thousand, two, three thousand a month, whatever. I should have been dropping 10, 20,000 a month. I mean, honestly, I mean, I I would, I probably still be in it at that point. Well, you know what was happening too is um, because response rates started getting way down, PPC ads started going way up. Oh, yeah. The only people that were prospering were the ones spending. Ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars bombing your market. Yeah, yeah. It kind sure. of filters everybody out. But then the good thing about all of that is the margin started going up also because there's so much demand for these houses. You could instead of buying them at 70 cents, you could get away with buying them for 80 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. And you could sell them for full retail price to these hedge funds. So it became like even though it became harder to get the leads, 
you could actually start making the same amount of money, if not more than you used to, because the demand was so high. Yeah. Now, if, if you look to, from what I'm leaving in the notes here, um, you're ready to get back into real estate. Yeah. And uh, the market is changing again. Inventory is this actually still low. And so what, what is the like one or two big main questions you want help with? Um, I don't want to assume I know. What you um, yeah. I mean, if you were me and let me give you a little bit of a context to this. So I do have, you know, a couple hours a day that I could, you know, if I needed to go run around and look at property, go do some research, make calls, you know, I can, I can set up a team to do this for me. I have no concerns with that. I have the resources for that. I have resources to do rehabs pretty much of any sort. Um, and, um, but at the same time, do I want to go the traditional route of physically going out and making the deals, which I feel I'm going to get a better deal because in person, I feel like I can, it's harder for them to say no to someone in person. Uh, it's more uncomfortable, right? For them than it is on the phone or email. So I feel like I could get deeper discounts and also identify properties that are better than others and some, some that I'd want to stay away from that photos may not tell me. Or do I just stick with the virtual mode and just go heavy and just try to submit as many offers as I possibly can and just play the law of averages? Which would you recommend on that? And then it, based on that, would you suggest land or houses based on that? Like as a second part of that question. Yeah. I'm writing my notes down in thoughts. So if you want to do houses, you will always make more money and negotiate bigger deals when you can go meet them in person, belly button to belly button, right? Like, yep. But that... That can be hard and it can, I don't know. I kind of don't, I've never liked doing that. I think you can still negotiate really good deals on the phone, right? Um, you sound like a good people person. You understand the simple, basic psychology of sales. You know, you know how to build rapport, pull away, not try to chase them. Can't seem desperate. You don't need to do that. <laughs> I like the phrase, be the reluctant buyer, right? Yeah. You want to be the reluctant buyer. You want to get them to sell you on why you should want to buy their house. So if you want to do houses, my recommendation would be, I already talked about it, start focusing on the small towns. Do okay. the same mail that you did before. Okay. Handwritten yellow letters, postcards, the ugly postcards with call or text or 24-hour recorded voicemail. As much as you can, though, with houses especially, you need to have somebody answering the phones live as much as possible. No problem. Even though your, voice, your, your letter says 24-hour recorded voicemail, you should still try to answer the phones live. Nobody's going to complain about it. Nobody's going to say, how dare you answer this phone? So same direct mail works. You're going to find, um, you know, depending on the small town you're in, I bet you, you get three to 5% response rates on okay. your letters and postcards. So that's why it's so important to answer the phones live because the calls that you get, I wouldn't start huge, but I would start small, you know, like, um, I'm also going to recommend their small town profits course that I did with Larry. And I apologize. I'm, I'm looking down. I'm writing notes. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm the same thing. <laughs> I've got my remarkable tablet right here. Oh, cool. Gee, I, was, I was thinking about getting one of those. Yeah, they're pretty handy. So I would, I would recommend direct mail in the small towns. Okay. Um, the, the big towns are still competitive, not maybe as much as they were before. I, I think if you're, you, if you still want to do deals in Raleigh and Durham, you can still like. There's a lot of opportunities on the MLS. Right, like you can actually start calling realtors of properties that have been on the market over thirty days that haven't sold yet that need work. Mm -hmm. You could try to negotiate really good deals. You're just gonna have to buy them cheaper than you had to a year ago, right? Like instead of seventy, instead of eighty percent ARV, like you could had to do 
a year ago, now you're maybe 65, 70% of ARV, right? Mm -hmm. So I probably wouldn't do direct mail in the bigger cities. I would do more calling realtors. Okay. Um, and, and the doing the more of the networking thing, making offers. Okay. Your goal is to make five offers a day. Okay. And, uh, while you're waiting for leads to come in or the leads are slowing down for a little bit with direct mail, you can be on the phone. You can be calling property managers. You can be calling realtors and other investors and say, Hey, I'm looking for deals. Do you have anything? What do you got? You know, you call a realtor of an older listing that's been on the market for 30 days. It needs a lot of work. It's a real simple conversation. Like, Hey, how's it going? My name is Michael. I'm an investor. I'm interested in this property. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Sounds like a good deal. Like, why do you think it hasn't sold yet? Right. It's mm -hmm. been on the market. What does it say here? Oh, 30 days, 90 days. Um, what's the neighborhood like? You know, what do you think it would take to get this thing fixed up? Um, the seller's not in a hurry, right? Are, are they negotiable on their price at all? They're pretty firm and, you know, yeah. try to get a feel, talk to them about it. And you want to, you know, just the simple formulas that we did before, but you want to feel, feel them out a little bit on the phone, but you, I'm seeing more and more investors right now in this slowing housing market, finding more deals on the MLS, on market properties. Hmm. Properties that need work, they've been on the market for 30, 60, 90 days. And you can find those in Redfin just by looking in Redfin. You make it a goal to call five realtors a day. That doesn't take long at all. And then what you do is you tell them, hey, I'm an investor. I'm getting in the business here in this market. Do you got anything else? I don't have anybody representing me right now. If you bring me a deal, you can represent me and maybe get both sides of the commission. Um, and if you find one, here's take my name and number. Can I, can you, can I send you my contact info, right? Now you're starting to build a list if you're talking yeah, about there's sort of send business, you know, send opportunities my way. Yeah. yeah. And and well, this is important. You follow up with them every 30 days. Hey, how's it going? This is Michael. You probably don't remember me. Do you have any deals? Do you have any properties having a hard time selling? Okay. The other thing I'll say is I I've done this well with realtors. I'll try to see if the seller's negotiable. I say, look, and I'm seeing some solds here that are in the seventy-five, eighty thousand dollar range. They're not thinking anything like that, right? And then I might say, well, you know, if I could get them their price that they're asking for, if I could give them the price they're asking for, they wouldn't consider maybe some seller financing or something on terms, would they? So then you can offer them a higher price if they'd be willing to carry some of the finance, maybe do a lease purchase or owner finance subject to something like that, right? Mm -hmm. But you start just talking to realtors and uh, somebody's mentioning here a good comment. You can use Privy. And, and there's, there is something on Privy, but you can do the same thing on um, Redfin right now. And I can show you this if you want in a second. I'll show what you is that. Privy? Privy is a software that you, you pay for, and it's good. It's really good, but I, I don't think you need it. And I'll Go ahead. That why here in a second. Uh, but I love this strategy. When you, if you're going to be doing homes in the bigger markets, I don't recommend direct mail yet. No, I, I mean, honestly, Joe, I've always gone through the fringes. Always. I always like uh, I do that in my business and the roofing business as well. I feel like I have a lot more success. There's less competition, yeah. Um, less riffraff, you know, just people confused. There's not as much confusion in the market. It's more of a, oh, oh, wait, you can help me with this? Absolutely. You know, like you're not, you're not getting the people that are just going to like try to shoo you away. Yeah. How did you freaking come in to talk to them? Um, well, things have, they've changed a lot yeah. in the last eight to 10 months. Things have changed a lot. Mm -hmm. Realtors are more open. To um, doing creative terms deals. Than they That's were. good. Because you, you and I both know they were not a year or so ago. My gosh, it was insane. No, no I have some friends that are doing a lot of them. And they're getting calls from realtors saying, hey, you know, I heard you do lease options or you take over mortgages or something like that. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people right now, especially investors that put a lot of money into these rehabs and they've not sold yet. 
And when it does sell, they're going to lose money. Yeah. And if you could just, if they could find just somebody that could take over their note, start making their payments for them, um, or a tired landlord that the rates are going up or they can't refinance and pull any more equity out because there is none or the rates are too high, they would love to just get rid of their property and you can come in and buy it on terms. There might be some opportunities for you there. Okay. But small towns, I like. if you're going to do direct mail, man, they're, you know, just look at your county that you're in and then start going out two or three counties all the way around. Okay. And um, there's no, you know, you can buy and sell anything. And I'm going to, if you want the small town profits course I did with Larry, we sold it before for 1500 bucks. If you're interested, I'll, I'll give, I'll get it to you for 500 or anybody else that's listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but in there, we talked about how Larry picks his counties, when he, how he makes his offers. And basically it's, if it's on a paved road and it's, I think he said within 20 minutes from a Walmart or Piggly Wiggly or something like that, <laughs> he makes an offer on Piggly Wiggly. Right? Yeah. I don't know what's out there in North Carolina, but yeah. like you can have seen one of those around here. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's, there's a lot of opportunity there now. Okay. Vacant land. Yep. I love vacant land right now. That's my shtick. I yeah. And that's what I've been hearing you talk about. So that's why I was like, man, I hope he can kind of give me some insight on that. You can do, you, you, that's the thing I love about real estate. You can make money wholesaling. You could still make money today, rehabbing. Fix and flips, buy and hold. There's so many different ways you can make money in real estate. And anybody who wants to start doing houses, man, this is a great time to get into that, especially wholesaling. I don't recommend, I don't recommend fix and flip right now, but like, mm-hmm. so there, there's a lot of opportunity and you need to learn how to make a quick nickel rather than a slow dime. Yeah. So with land, you can still do wholesaling with, with land and you can still sell your deals on terms and get cash flow. So I prefer right now land. I think it's easier. There's less competition. We're seeing right now a huge uptick in the number of offers that are getting accepted. Okay. We're still selling our deals. It usually takes two to three months to sell our deals, but you know we're all in for $7,000 on these vacant lots and we're selling them for $15,000, $20,000, right? So it's not a lot of money, really. You can borrow that money from a private investor or a credit card if you want. Uh, the, the, you're actually purchasing and closing on them. You're not really assigning them like a typical wholesale deal. No, it's a little harder to assign vacant land. You can, but it's a little harder because, you know, I'm buying this thing for $5,000 and I'm selling it for 15. So I'm buying it for 5K and I have to ass- have the buyer sign an assignment agreement for a $10,000 assignment fee. And they're like, wait a minute here. I'm buying it for 15 and you get a $10,000 assignment fee on this thing. Could you so just set off alarm bells? Say, could you just double close it? We could, but here's the other problem. Sometimes you find is with vacant land specifically, they will look to see who's the owner of this property, and if they don't see you as the owner, they're going to be like, "What's going on? Why are you selling this thing? You don't even own it yet." Yeah. Okay. That then you have sense. to explain to them, "Well, we're in the middle of closing it," or you could say, "Listen, the county's really slow. The paperwork's going through right now," which is true. I mean, it is, it's right. usually take months to get updated sometimes. So I, I'd say, you know, we give ourselves three months to close on our land deals. We, we have 90 days to close and we can extend it 30 days if we want. Okay. So uh, when, when, when we make the offers, we start advertising it immediately. And after about a month, you know, we can tell if we're getting interest from it, if we're starting to get buyers calling us and expressing interest or whatever, then we'll start the closing process. And that usually takes a couple, three weeks. We use a national, nationwide title company. Um, North Carolina, you might need to find an attorney, a real estate investor friendly attorney, yeah, right? Some, 
But um, then you can start the closing process. And yeah, you just, you, you have more time because you don't have to close, unlike a house where you've got other investors breathing down your neck, trying to go behind your back in, in sending offers to these sellers. You know, you have a little bit more time with vacant land. You, sh- you should still try to close it as soon as you can. But I recommend just, just closing on it, then turn around and turning around and selling it. It's just easier. Okay. And then valuation on the land. I mean, would you run comps the same you would on a property? Just uh, look at solds and look at actives and kind of get a feel for it? Yeah, it is. Um, hold on one second. Those of you, I, I see people are putting in comments. If you want to buy my small town profits course for $500, just send an email to support at joemccall.com and we'll, we'll help you with that. Okay. But with land, it's different, right? Because you've got, you don't have as many comps and there's not going to be as many close. So some areas, the way I teach it in the course, you want to pick a county where there's already a lot of sold activity. And that's very easy to find. In the hundred counties that are in North Carolina, you find the, you know, 10, 20 counties that have the most activity in them. And I show you how to do that in my, in my course. And then you find, you start with the ones that have the most sold in the last 90 days. You download a list, you send them a letter, send them to voicemail. You listen to the voicemail, you send them an offer before you ever even talk to them. That's how we do it with land. And then we only talk to them after they get our offer at 25, 30 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Um, and right now we're averaging about one out of 25 offers get accepted. We just started marketing in a new county in Texas and we're getting about one out of 10 offers accepted right now. We're offering way too much and we're still offering 25 cents on the dollar. So you're going to have to look at actives and solds and you're going to have to look at actives just as much or with, with as much uh, interest as you do solds. Uh, but you can get comps, uh, Redfin and Zillow for vacant land. Okay. Uh, Realtor.com, landwatch.com, land.com, sites like that. So my advice would be, if you want to do land, get my course. And I, I, we talked about this at the beginning. You can get my contract. If you go to simplelandcontract.com, you'd opt in to get it, and then you'll get an invitation to watch the webinar. And in that webinar, I teach all the steps on how a land deal works. Okay. And you have an opportunity to get my class if you want. Um, but you also get the contract. You can see the contract that we use. If you want to get the small town profits course, I need to get a link for this. But if you just send an email to my team, support at joemccall.com. I will. I'll get that from you. I, I, you, can, you can't go wrong doing land or houses. Right now, I think, how, I think land is easier. Um, okay. But there's still a huge opportunity for houses. If I had more bandwidth and I had a whole huge team, which I don't want, I would be telling them, all right, half of you guys go after houses. And I'd probably say a third of you guys go after houses. Two thirds of you guys go after land. That's probably what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that help? Is that helpful at all? It really is. Yes. Um, I had one more question, but I seem to have lost it. I guess it's all this gray hair kicking in. I'm, well, I'm, your, your goal here, you said, is to make 20K a month. And I always work backwards from that, right? Yeah. It's a good little exercise to do. And I, I, I call it a marketing plan where you can't, you can't control making 20 grand a month. You can't control that your average profit is. 10 grand and you have to do two deals a month. You can't control that. But what you can control are the activities. Yeah. And, for sure. and, and I talk about this in my courses. Like you work backwards, 20 grand a month, yeah. that's two deals a month. Well, let's make it three just in case. Yeah. And if you have to make 30 offers, 30 times three is 90. You need to make 90 offers a month. Divide that by four. Let me get my calculator here. 90 divided by four. You need to make 22 offers a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Divided by, f- what did I say? 
90 offers. Well, let me start this again. You want to do three deals a, a month and you have to make 30 offers. So that's 90 offers a month, okay? 90 divided by four, you need to make 22 offers a week. Divided by five, you need to make four and a half offers a day. Now you're getting into, th this is what you can control, right? Yeah. Let's say that uh, um, you need to make four offers a day. Um, if you want to do three deals a month, and um, well, then you work it backwards. And I have a spreadsheet for this that makes it a lot simpler to understand. But now you break it down into, okay, how much mail do I need to send a week? How many, if you want to do cold, how many cold calls do I need to do a week? And, and that's where you get your marketing plan into a daily and weekly thing. Mm -hmm. You want to make 20 grand a month. It's pretty simple. It's like maybe sending, let's say a thousand letters a week. I mean, that'll get you there. Just if you want to do land 20 K a month, send a thousand letters a week and that's, you'll get there. Um, if it's for, if you want to split it up, maybe it's call five realtors a day. Um, or, or property managers send 500 postcards a week and, um, uh, you know, do an hour of cold calling a day, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, so you, working from my whole point of all that is work backwards. You want to make yeah. 20 grand a month, work backwards into the daily and the weekly things that you can control. Right. And then now you've, you figure out, I want to do these three things, these three types of marketing or whatever. Your goal is to talk to five sellers a day or five realtors a day. Now you say, all right, I can do this, but I can get a virtual assistant that can do this and this. I can get my kids sure. to, to do this and this. Yeah. I can get the stay-at-home mom to handwrite and crumple up 20 yellow letters a day and send them to, I, I used to send these crumpled up letters to um, owners of rentals on Zillow. So anyway, a lot got, of stuff. I think I have one more question. Yeah. Um, so I used to pull all kinds of lists. I used to, you know, go into the county and certain counties would allow you to pull others or better than other list source at one time was able to give me what I needed. And there's listability and all these things. Right. So, um, I guess my question is what, what couple lists would you say to start first? Like what, where would I start first on, on this? Absentee owners of equity. Okay. Um, I'd probably, you know, you can freedomsoftjoe.com. You can get freedomsoft and do everything you need for houses in FreedomSoft. You can't get lists for land in FreedomSoft. I still use FreedomSoft for my land deals. But at freedomsoftjoe.com, you can get your lists. You can skip trace them. The simplest, best list is anybody that's owned a house over five years, maybe 10, absentee owner with at least 50% equity. And you'll get plenty of them to call, right? And that's on the houses. What about on the land? The land, I, I, I want the, the specific counties where there's a lot of recent sold activity. Okay. I want one to 20 acres. Typically I want them to have owned it for at least 10 years and I don't want them to live in that County. Mm. That's it. Not so absentee owner again. I mean, essentially right. Really, more than absentee. It needs to be out of the County. Okay. Out of that County. Yeah. Now let me tell you a couple of things too. There's FreedomSoft Joe. You can get great lists that's included in the subscription at FreedomSoft. And I, I really like them a lot because you can do your cold calling directly from there and skip tracing and cold calling from there. Pretty soon he's coming out with, Rob Swanson's coming out with a direct mail engine where you can do all your direct mail like we're talking about from there. Okay. Um, if you can, uh, PropStream is a great place to go get lists as well. PropStreamJoe.com. It's like 97 a month and you can download 10,000 records a month. And you can adjust these filters or, you know. Yeah. You can, yeah, do that. Okay. For vacant land, there's, um, if you want to, I use Priced, P-R-Y-C-D. You go to landlist.us. And you can get your vacant land lists from Priced, P-R-Y-C-D. 
landlist.us. I think that link still works. Landlist.us should redirect to my affiliate link. If not, oh, it does. It works good. Okay. Well, man, you've cool. been... You've been super helpful today. That that gives me the the stuff I need to implement right now. I'm just gonna get. I'm just. I'm, I mean, I've done it before. I mean, I yeah. I, I know, we're so close. I, mean, I, I flipped. I don't know. Not. I, I didn't do three or four. I did probably closer to 100. I think it was 80, 90 houses or something like that in a two, three year span. You know, some months I do a lot, some I wouldn't. You know, whatever. But so I know how to do this. I'm very confident with the process of wholesaling and that kind of stuff, finding the deals, running comps. It's just. Thank you for telling me kind of some of the differences and what the market's yeah. looking like right now and kind of just you're saving me a lot of the 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 wear and tear on myself trying to figure out what it looks like now in today's market. So thank you for that. I Good. All right, Michael. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, we'll see you guys. Hey, listen, if you like this podcast, give me a thumbs up and uh let me know what you thought of it. Let me know, subscribe to the channel. Um Give me your comments, give me a thumbs up, share the video, subscribe, whatever, right? And if you listen to the audio podcast, uh, leave a review. Really appreciate it. We'll see you guys later. Take care, everybody. All right, bye-bye.